Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me right now is Alexander Volkanovsky. He'll be fighting at UFC Boise July 14th versus Darren Elkins, the number 10 ranked featherweight in the world. What's going on, Alex? Thanks for having me, mate. Just getting my hair cut, <laughs> as you can see. Shout out to the barber. Yeah, that's it. There we go. There we go. Get his head in there. There you go. <laughs> um, I want to go back to a, a, a tweet that you sent out about, and this is what you wrote. You wrote, broke my glasses trying to stop a fight today. No more Mr. Nice Guy. What happened there? Uh, that's it. it was, uh, actually, it was an uh, Anzac day. And uh, we all, everyone pretty much goes to a pub and, you know, we do two up. It's called. It's like a type of gambling thing that we do. And um, I don't know, they're just yeah, too much alcohol and, and some lads just broke out of a pretty big fight, actually. It was pretty pretty big fight and I just went there trying to stop it, being the nice guy I am, as you know. But I just, yeah, I ended up uh, breaking my glasses. So I was uh, pretty upset with that. So I was like, that's it. I'm done. No more Mr. Nice Guy. But, you know, I was just, just having a bit of a laugh. What did you think of uh, their skill set? Uh, it, it's actually funny because... Uh, I don't, I don't want to sound mean when I say because I'm just so used to training and, you know, fighting with, like, you know, obviously athletes that, that do that for a sport and stuff like that. I was watching it thinking, oh, it's not too out of hand, but, like, just because I guess of what I'm used to. But, I mean, at the same time, I was like, wait a second, that's a pretty full-on fight, you know, blood everywhere and all this sort of stuff. But, like, I don't know, I'm probably sitting there going, oh, yeah, that was the wrong technique. Could have uh, threw that overhand line a bit different, you know. I'm just just playing, but yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was, uh, it was yeah. It was just obviously it was a lot worse than uh, I originally thought at the start. But um, then going back thinking about, it, I was thinking, you know, it's pretty pretty brutal fight. Guys getting kicked on the ground and stuff like that. So yeah, but uh, I guess I know I'm, I'm used to a bit more when I say violent stuff like you know, big KOs and things like. That. So it wasn't any of that. But I mean, yeah, it was. Some pretty uh, dirty uh, fighting, <laughs> but you know that's why I try to stop it. I've noticed that you have been much more active on social media as of late. What made you decide to get on Twitter and start typing away? Oh, it's, I know. Look, Twitter's a thing. It's like, I guess you know, Twitter's not that big in Australia. Well, I don't know, not where where I'm from anyway. But um, I know it's big in America, and you know these things just need to be done. And, uh, you know, if I want uh, reactions, like, obviously, I needed a fight. You know, I was trying to chase a fight for a while. So I started tweeting a couple of things just to put the feelers out. But, you know, it's just, I guess that's the thing you, you need to do, especially in the American market. So I'm just, yeah. But, I mean, social media is a big part of uh, what we do as athletes. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just fight nowadays anymore. So it needs to be done. Since you've been on social media, you've gotten a lot of support from a lot of fans around the world in your quest to get a ranked opponent. How much of an impact do you think it has for the fighters to have the fans support you on social media? 
oh yeah, it means a lot, even for the the matchmakers as well. I'm sure you know people are talking about a certain fighter and saying that they want a certain fight. That's going to play in the matchmakers' ears, and it's something that they you know they'll make happen. That's why it's good to sometimes you know I see why people do the call outs and all that. You know what I mean? I understand why they do it. You know, you, they put in the, the feelers out there. And the next minute, it's on the matchmaker's mind, and the fights usually go ahead. You know what I mean? So it's easy to make matches if two people are having a go at it on on social media, having a go at each other. All right, let's make it happen. Matchmaking done easy. <laughs> for sure, you are starting to earn a reputation for having some of the you know best ground and pound in the UFC. Could we be seeing a, a second coming of Tito Ortiz in the featherweight division? Oh, yeah, maybe. I reckon, uh, yeah, I've got my own sort of style today. You know, a lot of people have thrown my, my name out there, like, you know, uh, Khabib saying, like, you know, he's a 145 Khabib and all that. Well, now I guess I could have that, but soon I'll be, I want to be the Volkanovski ground of pound, you know, and now people talking about my certain ground. I think mine's a little bit more vicious. I, you know, I go for the kill. You know, I try and put their head through the canvas with each bomb that I throw. You know, I don't look for just shots just to throw them. I actually look to put them out, you know what I mean? And usually you can see there's a couple of times I've missed and almost broke my hand through the canvas. But, you know, that's that's just my thing. So that, that's what needs to be done. 13 fight win streak. You're 4-0 in the UFC. Lots of fighters become overconfident, become complacent with so much success. What keeps you humble and, you know, focused on the goal? Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely doesn't go to my head, man. I'm just a normal bloke. I really am. But it's hard to explain. Like, I have to get I'm a UFC fighter half the time. You know what I mean? So I'll be, you know, I'm just yeah, a pretty humble bloke. I've just always been like that. You know, I, after my fights, you know, obviously being over there, it's a lot's happening. You know, you're in the big crowds and, you know, you're doing the autographs and all that sort of stuff. And then, I come home and, you know, I'm a family man. I, I sort of forget all that. And I walk the streets, you know, uh, and things like that. And people come and say hello. And I just assume they know me from football or from, you know, school or something like that. But, you know, they probably recognize me from the UFC or something like that. And I'll, next minute I'm chatting their ear off. And, they, you know, they're just saying hello because they're a fan or something. And, you know, I'm acting like, oh, they might know me. So I'm just asking about their whole uh, life story and whatnot. But that's just me. Recently, I saw you traveling around to Phuket, you know, Tiger Muay Thai and City Kickboxing in New Zealand. You seem to be a regular at these spots now. What attracts you to these locations for training? Oh, well, Tiger Muay Thai, I've done a, a lot of Tiger Muay Thai. You know, that's where things really started moving, you know, like forward for me. So that's when I decided to go full time and I made the tryouts. And, you know, it just ever since then, things just man, skyrocketed, it really did. And, uh, you know, so I'm always going to be you know, grateful for them and I'm always going to go there because it's always good training as well. So, yeah, pretty good lifestyle as well. So you've got everything you need there at Tiger Muay Thai. But, um, uh, you know, New Zealand's just so close as well and, and the training's been unreal. You know, so I've been getting, you know, you've got a couple of guys in the UFC and, you know, a couple of guys my weight. And it's just easier for me, you know, with the family and all that being only a couple of hours away, you know what I mean? So I, it's just it's just easy to get there as well. And it's such good training. I'm all about training with as many, as many uh, different body types as, as possible, you know. So 
you know, I get around, I've been to a few gyms. I'm sometimes down Melbourne, like at Absolute as well. But, um, you know, I base out of Freestyle Fighting Gym with my coach, Joe Lopez, and, you know, I'll always be, be out of there. But it's good to just, you know, do camps here and there just to, you know, to change things up just a little bit, get different training partners, different body types, and then come back home and uh, get, you know, the fine-tuning with uh, Joe Lopez. In recent camps, you've had to push through some serious injuries. How has training camp been this time around? Yeah, yeah it's been good. You know, I've, uh, you know, had an injury a while back, but, you know, I had no fights booked or anything like that. So I got this fight booked and I just got stuck into it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm already fit. I've still got, you know, just over three weeks. So expect, you know, as I said this last time, you know, when I'm in good nick, it's going to be hard to beat. You know, so Jeremy Kennedy had me in pretty good nick and I was injured for that one. But, uh, you know, I'm in just as good nick now. And I'm expecting to go out there and, uh, you know, shock, shock the world with a knockout, to be honest with you. Yeah, your opponent, Darren Elkins, is known to take a lot of damage. And you are known to serve some serious punishment. Is there a need to pace yourself for a guy like this? Well, yeah, I'm going to be fit. So I believe I'm going to put, you know, he, as you said, he takes a lot of damage. And I'm the wrong guy to sort of have that game, you know, you're not going to grind me out. You know, you're not going to let me punch. I'm not going to punch myself out and you're not going to wear me down and take me out. That will not happen. So I believe that I'm going to just, if he is as durable as he looks and as he's been, it's just going to be three rounds of absolute punishment, I believe. You know what I mean? Because I can definitely put a beating for more than three rounds. So if he is as durable as they say, you know, it's going to be a long night for him. But I honestly don't believe anyone's got the power that I have in the featherweight division, and I'm going to prove that July 14th. Do you think that his durability is his strong suit, or do you see some other aspects of his game that is dangerous also? He's still he's still got an awkward style. You know, so we've been uh, doing a bit of a you know, fight study on him, and he does things you know, a little bit different as well. So a bit unorthodox. So, uh, you know, he's going to throw things that are going to be a little bit tricky, but nothing that uh, I haven't dealt with before. But at the same time, you know, I think I'm going to be a lot more explosive and I'm just going to have too many too many tools. But we know that he's going to be in the fight the whole time. So, you know, he's, he's fit as well, durable and fit. So, you know, he's going to be decent in the scrambles and things like that. But I just believe I'm going to be, yeah, again, I've got too many tools and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put a bit of a beating on him. With the win over Darren, where does that put you in the featherweight division? Uh, right up there, you know. And again, I, I, I want to set a statement. And if I do, if things go to plan, and I take him out in wild fashion, you know, you could see me in the top five rankings, or you know, fighting someone in the top five rankings, and then before the end of the year, you know, people could be throwing my name in title contention or number one contendership. I really believe that's something in the near future. So. That's something I'm looking forward to, but right now I need to worry about Darren Elkins. So I'm just going to have to go uh, do my thing. Yeah, it seems like a lot of guys didn't want to take this fight. By the way that they matched you up with him, it's like you're yeah. looking for a guy in the top 10. He's a top 10 guy. Other guys probably didn't want to fight him because of his reputation of taking so much damage and being relentless. It's yeah. a very interesting clash in styles. Yeah, definitely. And same same sort of for me as well. Like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say everyone's scared of me, but I know how the game works. You know, you've got people in the ranked 
you know, why fight someone just as dangerous? That's not even ranked. It's just no, no point. Not, you know, I understand that. I know how, I know how these fighters are sort of look look at fights, and I understand that. So I, I, I was very surprised when they threw Darren Elkins at me, especially being ranked number ten. You know what I mean? So I was uh, very happy, happy with that, and I believe it's a really good matchup too. But you know, he's ranked number ten, so I was expecting anywhere from you know twelve to fifteen. I would have been you know more than happy. Because uh, Mercer Becky got thrown at me, but he obviously fought Lamas for obvious reasons. Lamas being ranked so much higher. And again, I'm not even ranked, and I believe I'm more dangerous than half of these guys. So, you know, it's totally understandable. But uh, I'm just so happy that I got this matchup. So it was worth the wait, you know. So I just can't wait for July 14th. This is going to be your first fight in the United States. Are you excited to finally be putting your stamp down? In America? Yeah, definitely. This is what I, that's what I asked for. So I wanted a ranked opponent and I wanted to fight in the, in the States. So, you know, that's why it took a little bit longer than we expected. But um, in saying that, it's just, you know, worked out for the better. So I've got the exact, you know, perfect fight for me, man. I'm so happy with this fight. But uh, I can't wait. Yeah, again, on this side of the world, you know, I believe I'm pretty well known. People know that I, I can go a long way. And obviously, everyone that knows the game, that studies the fighters, know that you know know this as well. But it's going to be good to get some of the casuals over there in America jumping on board as well. And, you know, if I take out Darren Elkins with a big knockout on board the the hype train, for sure, you will have a big platform. The fights will be on free TV in the United States. So if you do perform in that in the way that you said you will perform, it will draw a lot of attention to you. Um, now, you're going to Boise, Idaho. Have you ever heard of this Boise. place? I didn't hear. I've never heard of Boise before this. But Idaho, I, I'm sure I've heard of that. But every time I mention it, everyone tells me it's the capital of potatoes or something. It's a yep. potato capital. So that's all I know about it. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just whatever. It's all, all the same. So, you know, all the UFC events, you go to the hotel. You know, you do your things around there, all the weigh-ins and all that. Everything's pretty much the same. So there's going to be no surprises once I get there. Hey, you know, we all go through the bus everywhere. You know what I mean? It's it's going to feel like I'm back here in Sydney anyway, you know, just like I, I was on the Sydney card. So a lot of people go on how you feel like you're going to, you know, adapt to, you know, fighting over there in the US. And I'll, I'm going to be used to it. I'm there two weeks before. So the, the time zone's going to be sweet. I'm going to be, you know, enjoying you know international fight week you know what better way to uh, go through the week while you're cutting weight or not cutting weight but eat you know trying to diet keep your mind off food you know i've got international fight so many things going to be happening that week i get to train and just you know really take it all in so i can't wait can't wait to get there yeah ufc 226 a big fight in your division yeah. is going down i would like to get your predictions yeah. on this matchup between max holloway and Brian Ortega, who do you feel that is going to take this fight? I think uh, Max Holloway takes this one. Uh, just he's well with with uh, Ortega. You know he's got some slick jujitsu. You know, obviously a big fan of his jujitsu, but he's not much of a wrestler. He doesn't usually, you know, put the pressure on to get the takedown to to look for that. He usually does that more of a counter thing. So if you even think of taking him down, he'll wrap your neck up like that. So and he's good at doing it. But Max Holloway ain't going to do that. And Max Holloway's got some you know, very tidy, tidy uh, kickboxing or good hands as well. So uh, Ortega got some decent hands. Obviously, we've seen what he done to Frankie Edgar. But 
I just think he's a little bit more, and he's got really good timing and, and things like that. He relies on that sort of stuff where I think Max Holloway has a lot more footwork, a lot more tools, and I just think he's going to be a bit more of a handful on the feet. And I think um, I don't. I think it's going to be five rounds. To be honest with you, I reckon it's going. I reckon Max Holloway takes a decision. July fourteenth, UFC Boise. Alexander Volkanovsky will face Darren Elkins. It's the biggest fight of his career so far. And I'm excited for you, man, because you know I've been following you for a long time. I've been interviewing you for a long time. So it's good to see uh, a fighter, you know, watching them progress in their career. Yeah, no, I appreciate the support, mate. Yeah, we've known each other a long time now, mate. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for your time, Alex. And uh, I'll definitely be watching. And good luck to you, man. No worries. Thank you. And uh, say hello to the barber. There you go. Hopefully they weren't too loud in the background. <laughs>